Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Mamma Mia, welcome to the Spill Your Snackable daily podcast for your pop culture fix. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick, Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And I'm Key Reese. I work at Social Squad, Mamma Mia's in-house social media agency. And I'm a little bit miffed because you sounded like you are having a bit too much fun without me yesterday. I know. Look who's come crawling back to the Spill podcast. Excuse me, you went to another podcast and you sounded amazing on that. And Kelly and I had a great time, but I'm allowed to act out a little bit. Okay, well, I'm back. And let's forget about Kelly. Thank you very much. <laughs> on the show today, Tandy Newton has given a revealing interview. So what has Tom Cruise and Charlie? Charlie's Angels got to do with it. Good morning, Charlie. You know me? No. Should I? She's got no training for this kind of thing. And P-Valley is coming to Stan this Sunday, so we break down why this is such a revolutionary series. But to kick off the show today, it's not often that we get to talk about superhero things because we have a cap on them for Miss Laura Brodnick. But a few weeks ago, we covered the news that Aussie actress Ruby Rose sensationally quit the series Batwoman. You're a female Bruce Wayne. Awesome. Hilarious. Handsome. Well, today, Laura Brodnick got the news that she has been waiting for. The new lead of the superhero series has been announced and it is an amazing casting, if I don't say so myself. It is amazing news. So Javika Leslie, who um, starred in the show God Friended Me, has been announced as the new Batwoman and she released a statement today, which is just beautiful, and I'll read you a little few lines from it. It says, I am extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. And as a bisexual woman, I am honoured to join this groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ plus community. How amazing! I just love this so much. So I know when Ruby Rose did quit that they said that they would be trying to find a LGBTQ plus actress to fill her role. And I think they've done a stunning job and a person of colour. I'm always here for that. More representation on television is what we need. So I understand that this role is going to be a completely different character to Ruby's Kate Kane, who first wore the suit. Yeah, so Javika's character is called Ryan Wilder. And when they kind of announce when who's taking on new superhero mantles in this universe they always release a little character description and usually it's quite short in terms of like he's a brooding young man who's come back to the city to you know right a big wrong or, oh, yes. or you know she's torn between two loves and they're usually kind of very vague like that this description for the new Batwoman I'm quite into it so they've said she's likeable messy and a little goofy and untamed she's nothing like Kate Kane who wore the bat suit before her With no one to keep her life on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the police and masking her pain with bad habits. But this is the part I really like because I feel like this might be the most relatable superhero mention that I've ever heard. They say, today Ryan lives in her van with a plant. (laughs) A girl who would steal milk from an alley cat and also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly undisciplined, an out lesbian. Athletic, raw, passionate and fallible. She's not your typical American superhero. 
I love that. I love that also that they release these bios for the new uh, characters I know. that and come on. She's living in a van with a plant. That's very millennial of her, I it's feel. So, it's very <laughs> relatable to you with your gorgeous plants that you have. Yeah, I can't keep my plants alive. So that's something else that Batwoman and I don't have in common. So the new season is going to be airing on Foxtel in Australia in January. You can still go and watch the Ruby Rose version also on Foxtel if you want to kind of get it up to date for then. But you can also just watch it because it's a completely new character. You can just watch it afresh from this season. Westworld actress Tandy Newton spoke to Vulture this week and it was such an amazing interview. I forgot just how candid she really is about the industry. In the interview, she touched on racism, sexism and abuse that she's endured over her career and kind of ended it with a wild Tom Cruise story from the set of Mission Impossible 2 to top it off. Should we start there? Because I think that's the biggest headline Yeah, today. that's the one that's made headlines everywhere, which is interesting because there is just so much history and grit and kind of thought in this interview and Mm. she even says at the beginning like you just don't really hear uncensored celebrity interviews like this in this day and age everyone's so careful not to offend anyone else but she even says that this is only the tip of the iceberg that she's got a little black book of more secrets that will be released upon her death so this is only and I don't want her to die but I'm like I want want to know yeah (laughs) so talking about Tom Cruise so she starred with him in Mission Impossible 2 and the headlines everywhere I feel have actually been quite misleading because they say that she was terrified of Tom Cruise and she didn't want to work with him, which is not exactly what happened. So they were on the set together. They were filming this scene and she talks about the fact that he did scare her in this case because they were filming this scene at night on a balcony. It was very intense and he was getting really frustrated with her because she wasn't doing it right. And she said the lines were badly written. So he made them swap roles and just all through the night just plays others roles which she said made it even worse for her and then he called her later that night so they had to reshoot the whole scene and she was just so on edge with how manic he was yeah it sounded like the oddest thing the director John Woo she says in the interview that he just decided that he wasn't going to speak English and she was like no one told me about that so it was very weird he like wasn't there then Tom Cruise was trying this role reversal (laughs) thing but it wasn't really working and she wasn't really feeling that she was getting her best performance out of it the segment way to this I found really interesting because I always love when celebrities um, talk about Scientology. Mm. So they had just been talking about director Paul Haggis and about the accusations he has had uh, about sexual misconduct a couple of years ago. And then she speaks about being surprised to learn that he was a Scientologist. And she said, it's just really surprising to me. Just any person who's really smart, I find it strange. And that was kind of a segue into talking about Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. And kind of just that whole world and the people that she was kind of dealing with at the time. And um, she went on to say that she just wasn't asked back for another movie, but she doesn't have bad memories of Tom Cruise. He was just very kind of intense. The best part of that whole Tom Cruise story, I thought, which no one has done headlines around and I think is a missed opportunity, is the, no, the zit that was growing on his nose. Oh, there's a whole massive paragraph about it. So she says they're in the middle of filming this really intense scene for Mission Impossible 2. And then she goes on to say, I remember at the beginning of the night seeing this slight red mark on his nose and by the end of the night I kid you not and this is why his metabolism is so fierce he had a big white head where the dot was it would take anyone else 48 hours to manifest a zit and I saw it growing all night. It was like the zit was me getting bigger and bigger. Well, I do have news for you. Someone has started a Twitter handle being the zit. Oh my God, really? Okay, yes. I'm going to go follow. I'll um, I'll link you later. <laughs> so uh, I think the other interesting thing was, which is a little bit sadder, but I think also really important that she talked about, was the fact that she had originally been cast in Charlie's Angels and it was one of the biggest movie roles that she didn't end up getting because the director said to her, I can't wait for this. So 
the first shot is going to be you're going to think like it's this yellow lines down a road and you pull back and you realize it's stitching because the denim is so tight on your ass and it's going to look like a tarmac and she was just like oh no I don't I don't think we're going to do this then fast forward to she goes and speaks with Amy Pascal the head of the studio and she basically writes her off and saying that she doesn't want to be politically incorrect but she is playing a black character and it's not really believable that she would be university educated and Tandy Newton sitting there a black woman who is university she went to edu- Cambridge exactly and she's just saying well you know the character was written to be educated you could probably just stand up maybe in one scene stand up on a bar and shake your booty basically bringing in any stereotype possible for how to be convincing as a black character I just thought oh my god you poor poor actress that's had mm. to endure this in your workplace. Yeah, exactly. And so Amy Pascal told Vulture that she doesn't remember saying that at all, but she doesn't want to diminish Tandy's feelings. But I do believe that happened because Amy 100%. Pascal was the head of Sony. Remember when Sony got all their emails hacked and <gasps> released many years yes. ago? And she was the producer who had to step down because all her emails got released. There are some terrible things in there. She was slamming Angelina Jolie. She was making fun of um, other actresses. And she joked about Barack Obama only liking black films. Like there was real racial tension in yeah. all her interviews. in all the emails that she was sent that were all made public so she ended up stepping down and she still works as a really famous producer like she produced Little Women but when she's saying now that oh I have no memory of that I can't believe I would have ever talked like that it's like lady we've all read your thousand emails that you sent while you were in that job and they're pretty terrible yeah this isn't the time to fake amnesia (laughs) it's a time to step up and be like yes I made a mistake well We could go on forever about this. It is truly an eye-opening interview and it just goes to show how amazing Tandy is as an actress and also as an activist. She's a true kind of um, person who's trying to really make a change within the industry. So we will link it in our show notes and enjoy. My club got everything that a man needs. What's your name? Autumn Knight. You got potential. P Valley, it is a new stand show and it's coming out this Sunday and it's based on Katori Hall's play Pussy Valley. So the series follows the lives of those working in a small town Mississippi strip club as well as the locals who come through its doors. So I have had a chance to watch the first episode. Laura Brodnick, you're way ahead. You've already watched a lot of it and you got to interview some key actors from the show. Yes, I've been talking to the cast this week and one of the reasons I was so interested in this show is that it has, first of all, like a very diverse cast um, in the people who are on screen. Also, um, it's all female directors who have brought the show to life, which is something that you really don't see, especially in this day and age um, in a lot of TV shows. And it's about all the people who work in this strip club called The Pink Deep in the Mississippi Delta. But unlike TV shows or movies we've seen before where strippers are very much, you know, they're just there for shock value or they're there as the villains or they're there to just tell a tragic story, they're these fully well-rounded, really complex characters and you see just as much of their personal lives as you do of them working in the strip clubs. So one of the people I interviewed was Nico Annan, who plays Uncle Clifford, a non-binary owner of The Pink, who, um, you know, dresses in these fabulous costumes and is really the caretaker of the women who work there. And Nico was saying that it was just a really groundbreaking role for him. And he thinks it's more than a TV show. It's almost going to be like a revolution for people who watch it. When you watch P-Valley, I hope that you are feeling the revolution, literally in your own home and in your own heart. 
there's a lot that's going on in the world right now and a lot of necessary change and people being seen, people being heard and treated with respect and kindness and equality. I hope that people, when they watch this show, they can make that same kind of revolution happen in their life. That was such an interesting takeaway from him and just talking about like how this is more than a TV show. It's kind of almost part of, even though it's been in production for a lot longer than the movement we're seeing now with Black Lives Matter, it does tie into that in a sense of treating people with equality. So that was really interesting. I do feel though that some people might come into this show with a little bit of prejudice just because, you know, when you see that term like, oh, it's about strippers, you automatically have this assumptions, which is, um, I spoke to Alarica Johnson, who plays one of the characters autumn night she's the one who walks in who's the who's newly kind yes, of yes, comes yes. into the strip club and we kind of get to see poetic the world. her name's poetic yeah <laughs> and we get to see it the world of this the pink in the strip club through her eyes as a new person and she said when she initially got the script she was like said to her agent oh really like I don't want to do a stripper movie uh you know I, I feel like that might be gratuitous and she really wasn't on board and then when her manager told her that it was written by Katuri Hall and she actually read the script she was blown away by how the characters actually came Came across and how beautifully they were all written, which is why she signed on. And then when I was also talking to Shannon Thornton, who plays Kay Sean, so she's the one, she's a single mother, she's in an abusive relationship with her boyfriend, she stars as Miss Mississippi in the club, and she said they took such care while they were filming this to really destigmatize how strippers are seen in pop culture. There's a huge stigma with um, women who do sex work, uh, with strippers, and Oftentimes they are, they're just summed up as whores or sluts and nothing more. And we really bring life to these w- women who we, we think we know so well. We think, oh, they're, they're, just, they're just strippers. We make them human. These are living, breathing human beings who are playing with the cards they've been dealt. And it was very important for me to approach this character with as much dignity as I could. I love that the premise really is that sex work is as worthy of exploration than any other type of work and that it really brings some humanity to these people because it, it's really through a female gaze. You can really tell that straight off the bat when you're watching the series and it just doesn't feel gratuitous. Exactly. It's so different to anything else I've seen on TV before. And uh, yeah, I've just been mesmerized by the first few episodes that I've seen. So it's premiering on Stan this Sunday. All those interviews will be written up on Mamma Mia for you to read as well. And yeah, just we highly recommend it. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. It's good to be back. And we want you to keep joining our Facebook group. I'm sorry I sound like a broken record, but it's a lot of fun in there. And we want to build our community of spillers. So search for The Spill podcast on Facebook. The Spill was produced by Rachel Hart. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.